From Schwartz Media, I'm Ange McCormack. This is 7am. A new channel to the right of Sky News has launched in Australia with powerful and cashed-up backers. ADH TV has all the hallmarks of far-right American platforms, but with a very well-known Australian at its centre, Alan Jones. It marks something of a comeback for the 82-year-old shock jock who, in recent years, was dropped by mainstream media outlets. Today, Associate Editor for the Saturday Paper, Martin Mackenzie murray on who's behind ADH-TV and whether Australians have an appetite for far-right news. It's Wednesday, August 23. Marty, you've spent a week or so watching this right-wing Australian channel called ADHTV. What has that experience been like? And are you okay? Uh, (laughs) Thanks for asking. Yes, I've been watching a lot of ADHTV, which offers itself, I guess, as a niche rival to Sky News at night. Um, I have a slight headache from the rants of angry prophets. Last week, UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres dramatically decreed that the age of global warming is over and we are now in the age of, wait for it, global boiling. Holy crap. And if that's not the, the pose or the effect that's assumed by presenters, the other very popular kind of shtick is the uh, the snide troll. We're having a referendum to change the Australian constitution. This isn't like just bringing in a law. This is setting a permanent change that will affect all future laws. One thing that unifies them uh, is an objection, very passionate objection to the voice, which they argue is will be incredibly divisive. Tyranny is invoked incessantly. It's kind of a shibboleth or a catch cry at ADH TV. There's a tyranny of everything, of government, of woke politics. We go off trudging through the overgrown jungles of woke that are suffocating our nation. So typically they'll open with a long monologue and then they'll have uh, interviews on. Usually they invite people on that ratify their own beliefs. Is there such a thing as climate science, Ian? No, there isn't. Uh, we geologists... Are- There's a lot of faces that people might have seen on Sky News. There's the Family First director, Lyle Shelton. Years ago, there is now an epidemic of children presenting at child gender clinics around the nation. There's the younger commentator, Daisy Cousins, who kind of presents herself as a, as a feminist apostate. Because the women who push these talking points are so privileged that they have literally nothing real to complain about. All in all, the Barbie movie was a colossal disappointment. Or Fred Paul, for instance, who was a columnist for The Australian. It was only a few years ago that he was writing quite sober articles about mitigating uh, COVID. Today, however, he's describing the global response to the COVID pandemic as one of the greatest crimes in human history. ...around the world when they locked us up to protect us from a pandemic that barely existed and forced us to be injected with experimental chemicals that did more harm than good. And at the heart of all of this is the 82-year-old Alan Jones. Alan Jones, direct to the people, right across Australia. Yes, it's me. I'm back. And I'll be more accessible than ever. Here we are. And so Alan Jones is the kind of star of this platform, right? And he's kind of fallen off the radar over the past few years. 
How did he end up here launching this YouTube channel? Yeah, he he has and he hasn't fallen off the radar, but it's true that he's experienced some successive professional losses in recent years. His career has been quite extraordinary, and I can't see it ever being replicated again. This is a man who started off as an athletics coach at some prestigious schools, Brisbane Grammar and King School in Parramatta, became a schoolmaster, became a speechwriter for Malcolm Fraser when he was prime minister, was coach of the Wallabies, and it was in 1985 that he first broadcast and has become a mythic broadcaster. So as mythic a career as Alan Jones has had, it's also been peppered by some quite disturbing scandals. He was found guilty of racial vilification, uh, for his role in inflaming the Cronulla riots in 2005. My suggestion is to invite one of the biker gangs to be present in numbers at Cronulla Railway Station. When these Lebanese thugs arrive, it'll be worth the price of admission to watch these cowards scurry back onto the train for the return trip to their lairs. Australians old and new shouldn't have to put up with this scum. Um, there is comments about Julia Gillard's father dying of shame after he had passed away. His comments suggesting that Scott Morrison, as Prime Minister, jam a sock down the throat of Jacinda Ardern. She's a clown, Jacinda Ardern, a complete clown. I just wonder whether Scott Morrison's going to be fully briefed to shove a sock down the throat. I mean, she is a... What kind of got him in the end was declining ratings. So he left 2GB. Advertisers were becoming increasingly anxious about his railing against lockdowns and vaccines. He lost his column at the Daily Telegraph. It was said that Jones no longer resonated with readers. And then in 2021, he bitterly departed Sky News, where he'd been presenting a a show four times a week for a number of years. Okay, so he was dropped by these more traditional outlets, 2GB, The Daily Telegraph and Sky. And instead of retiring, he's decided to broadcast on YouTube, which is, I guess, an interesting choice for a guy in his 80s. Yeah, he seemed to anticipate or acknowledge the age of of his listeners or his fans, because they're quite old. In acknowledging that age, I think he anticipated the difficulty of them following him to purely online broadcasting. And so the start of his debut broadcast was this kind of gentle tutorial about streaming and how they might follow him over to the internet. It's easy to watch. There are three ways. We all have devices, whether it be a smartphone, everyone's got one of those, an iPad, a smart TV, or... So there's this acknowledgement of this ageing demographic, but the technology and the platform is grounded by, uh, by youth. And I think Jones, Jones has said himself that his future rested online. So you can watch on my Alan Jones Australia Facebook page, my YouTube page, or the website. This is simple, alanjones.com. And so despite Alan Jones being 82, the man is kind of unstoppable and, and say whatever you like about him, uh, he is energetic and persevering. Interestingly, he brought in very, very young talent to advise him in these new kind of broadcasting technologies. And so the CEO is 23-year-old Jack Bolfin, um, a kind of protege and advisor of Jones's. So that it, there's a sniff of a vanity project here, but at the same time, some serious people and wealthy people are behind it. And more recently, that includes one of Australia's wealthiest men um, providing several million dollars to fund this. After the break, who's backing ADH-TV and will it take off? 
With award-winning news coverage and reviews, the Saturday paper is essential reading for everybody. For a limited time, subscribe to a year of our quality, independent journalism, and you'll receive the Saturday paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. The Saturday Paper. No hot takes. As a a 7am listener, you're already familiar with many of the journalists who work for The Saturday Paper. For a limited time, subscribe to Australia's leading independent news source, The Saturday Paper, and you'll receive The Saturday Paper's stainless steel coffee cup, made in collaboration with Fresco, for free. Subscribe from just $2.10 a week. Simply visit thesaturdaypaper.com.au forward slash offer. Marty, we've been talking about some of the content on ADH-TV, but there's also serious money in this project. Can you tell me about where that's coming from? Well, Maurice Newman, former stockbroker, former chair of the ABC, and a kind of avowed believer in New World Order, founded Australian Digital Holdings, and he signed Alan Jones. I think as kind of a lifeboat for Alan Jones's career. And James Packer, one of the country's wealthiest men, has put an unspecified amount of money, but it's several million at least, into it. Um, Packer says he adores Alan Jones, is a long fan of his, has enjoyed his counsel over years. Another thing is that when Alan Jones was on sort of terrestrial or or more uh, traditional platforms, advertisers were getting pretty nervous. And at 2GB, he was hemorrhaging advertisers. They were very anxious. At ADH TV, it's kind of different in that advertisers aren't necessarily coming specifically for Alan Jones. They're just buying space or time um, on popular sites. Um, and apparently they're just breaking, breaking even. A lot of comparisons are made to Newsmax. So Newsmax in, in America serves as, as kind of a niche rival to Fox News. Um, it's been around since the 90s. The Newsmax comparison is made in Australia I guess it serves in one way, that ADH-TV is to Sky News at night, what Newsmax is to Fox in America. But we're dealing with massively smaller, smaller numbers. You know, the hope for Alan Jones and Maurice Newman, obviously, is to grow that. But at the moment, the numbers are fairly modest, and Jones's fans are ageing as well. Yeah, can you tell me a bit more about the reach of this platform? How big is it, and who are they reaching? The numbers are a bit disputed. Um, I've seen some that suggest they get between 120, 140,000 hits a day, um, which for a relatively modest operation, um, they've just got a couple of studios in Sydney. There's a podcast studio, a small TV studio. The production values are fairly modest. I guess those numbers aren't that bad, but they're also not kind of earth-shaking and they're far below what Maurice Newman's kind of bullish optimism was when they launched. So I guess, you know, there's a certain subjectivity here about whether or not that is an alarming number or not. Um, It seems fairly modest to me, though. And Marty, I guess they're not reaching the audience the founders would have been hoping yet, but we've seen how projects like this, even if they're only reaching a relatively niche audience, can have harmful real-world impacts. What's the potential, do you think, for these ideas that they're talking about to cause damage and actually take off? There's a few things. I mean, I've been thinking a lot about this. I have, have complicated feelings, Ange. I think in Australia, there are far more 
neutrals than combatants in the culture wars. And that's a good thing. Certainly, I think the, the conspiratorial style or the paranoid style in politics, it draws a little bit from reality. And so if you have declining trust in democratic institutions, you're going to have increasing faith in angry prophets and people that are spouting conspiracies. So it's, I think it's upon all of us to improve the health of our democratic institutions. And when I say, like, it feeds a little bit on reality, um, we saw the flourishing of, of conspiracy theories generally increase massively during the pandemic. But we're still, I think, now a few years on um, at the point where extraordinary uses of power have still not been scrutinized properly. And I think if there's any failures in governance or there's any contempt for accountability by our leaders, it's in that space where conspiracists will thrive. So it's not just upon, you know, ADH-TV to restrain themselves or to be chastened or to have a commitment to fairness and openness. In places where conspiracy theories thrive and attention seekers thrive, they're fed by our own distrust in democratic institutions. Marty, thanks so much for your time. Thanks, Ange. Sydney Dance Company explodes on stage with Memento. This world premiere by acclaimed choreographer Raphael Bonicella is unmissable contemporary dance. Strictly limited season from the 28th of May to the 8th of June. Book now at sydneydancecompany.com. Also in the news today, New South Wales Upper House MP Mark Latham has accused One Nation of allegedly defrauding electoral funds. Latham quit One Nation to sit as an independent after he was fired as the party's leader in New South Wales. Mark Latham detailed the allegations in a letter he sent to the Special Minister of State and tabled it in Parliament yesterday. And Ita Butros will step down as ABC chair at the end of her current term in March 2024. The media veteran was praised by Communications Minister Michelle Rowland for outstanding leadership in five years as head of the National Broadcaster. I'm Ange McCormack. This is 7am. We'll be back tomorrow.